0: Hello and welcome to the Codex Prime podcast. We are on episode two hundred and fifty. And it is Tuesday, August seventeenth, twenty twenty-one. I am your host, Victor Omoyo, and with me, as always, is my co-host and social media chair, Carl Bird. What's happening, everybody? Yes, and for our episode two hundred and fifty special, we're um, wasting
1: it on Suicide Squad. That's
0: right. Yeah, we we're gonna be. So all DC talk tonight, we're going to be talking The Suicide Squad, James Gunn's latest feature and his first forway, foray into the DC Extended Universe. Um, does this film uh, live up to the hype, if you will? Does it does it correct the mistakes of David Ayer's 2016 uh, embarrassment? Well, we will talk about that and more later on as our main topic, as Carl is sharing the episode here. hmm Yep. Um, so yeah, 250 episodes in. Uh, man, it is. It's been a blast. Still, you know, we're still holding it down. Uh, Carl, how do you feel now that we're 250 episodes deep? Damn. You, you had to say it like
1: I'm, that. I'm sorry. I, I, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I didn't mean it like that.
0: I mean, you, you mean, I mean, 250 episodes.
1: But, I mean, I didn't really mean any harm. Just kind of just came out like that like i i, well, I definitely didn't mean it like that well, well how
0: did you mean it
1: i mean damn i i, I don't i don't know
0: <laughs> see 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 those are two dams right there you know it's like like damn like damn 250 episodes but you're like damn 250 episodes
1: like, like, yeah but i mean that's a milestone <laughs> yeah
0: <laughs> yes yes it is uh yes it, it's certainly a milestone man uh, six years uh over six years uh, of doing this podcast. And it's been fun, man. It's been a fun ride. You know, we've, uh, we've uh, reached out to a lot of cool people in the podcast sphere. Um, you know, we even had a reunion episode a few uh, couple months ago uh, with uh, the former co-hosts, Maurice and Aris. Shout-outs to them. Uh, we also have our regular uh, commenters as they drop in here and there. So, uh, yeah, shout-outs shout to everybody for uh, tuning in and uh
1: just support just supporting in general like that's just that is just amazing like just the things that we have accomplished you know all these you know all these years first it's became like such a big part of my life Mm. and then not and then just the network that sprouted yeah i you know from that from you know upstate new york to jersey to to new york to houston Mm -hmm. our locals from rhode island to florida and everywhere we you know everywhere we're at dallas last week who wants to come by come back and talk family matters that was weird that was weird (laughs) that was that's that was one of my most recent like whoa surprises
0: oh yeah Absolutely. And yeah, we see Brian Lopes in the chat congratulating us. Uh thank you, sir. Uh UWO podcast. Do check them out every week. Uh the raw Monday Night Raw watch alongs. The only way to watch Monday Night Raw.
1: You know what? I see okay, so one of my best ways to pass the time, yeah. Especially sitting on the toilet
0: mm-hmm.
1: is uh TikToks. Okay. So you generally go by your interests and stuff. So they see what you like and all that and hmm. One of these guys, you know, one of these guys actually said, you know what? Here's how you, here's who, what each WWE show is for. Mm -hmm. Now, NXT. Yeah. It's for like the, you know, the indie fans, Mm -hmm. you know, the hardcore fans. Yep. Smackdown for the WWE purists. Okay. Raw. Is a show strictly made for the shareholders and executives mm. that's an
0: interesting perspective
1: that 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 was I was like you know what yeah
2: hmm
0: yeah'cause because like, people have always asked like what what is who is Monday Night Raw for
1: the executives and the stockholders yeah, I, that, can
0: see, I can see that like they'll have like their little um their quotas to meet every week like oh do we have a charlotte flair appearance do we have her going over somebody check um do we have a um, randy orton appearance check um alexa bliss and and the doll because you know kids like the doll right check yeah i can i can see that oh, oh do we have like the uh the the 20 year old the 20 20 year elapsed fan uh, bringing back the legends bill goldberg check yeah, I can see that Roy, in all those Speaking quotas. Peter Goldberg
1: didn't his son have a huge freaking growth spurt?
0: Yo, you know I was, you know what? I'm glad you mentioned that because I, I was thinking like I could have sworn like literally like three years ago he was like eight, yeah, and he was short.
1: Now he's like 16 and just
0: huge. Yeah, I'm I'm thinking. Hold on, is is my because I, I, I know the pandemic has played tricks on us in terms of like time, like tr- played tricks on our minds. But like I'm pretty sure like three years ago, Goldberg's son was just a short kid.
1: Yo, messed me up.
0: Yeah, and I'm like, wait a minute, did, did, did he did he ju- did he jump forward in time? Are we experiencing a time loop? Something like time folding oh, in on I don't itself? Know
1: so I anything could happen.
0: I I don't know, I, I I don't know, but I'm like, wait a minute, is is that? Or maybe Goldberg has another son.
1: I, wait, but is this the only one.
0: Yeah, that that is weird. Like, I don't know. I don't know if somebody can like you know put a side by side shot of like Goldberg's son from like oh somebody did from like 2018 to now. And it's like wait a minute, huh? Wait a minute. Did he take? Did he take the like a uh, like a mild form of the soldier serum or something? I don't know.
1: Oh, I'm uh...
0: Cause it's, good, Cause, it's not like it's, this is this isn't like Dominic Mysterio from like 2005 to
1: now. I mean, there's a significant amount of time where you're like, okay, yeah, Dominic, yeah. Dominic got big, yeah, you know, Dominic's grown now and all that,
2: mm-hmm.
1: and now he, the kid's like in high school. Yeah. Like, yeah, if you really look at it,
0: yeah. See,
1: that's you know, Gage.
0: Yeah, so that's so that's a photo of a. Of Gol- of Goldberg's kid then, from years nah. ago. And now, it's like he's almost as tall as his dad.
1: And I'm like, whoa. I'm like, that, it can't be the same kid.
0: Yeah. Um, okay,
1: yeah, here's the double shot.
0: Yeah, the double shot, okay. Yeah, and this is just like a few years apart, maybe? Like, I, I, I swear it's like three years apart. I swear. I, I don't know, man. Th- that. Yeah, t- time is a funny thing.
1: Man, it's hilarious.
0: Yeah. But um, but I, I did I did see a clip of um apparently um um his his son got involved in a whole Bobby Lashley Goldberg promo. It was on but,
1: it. was on Monday. I was working, so I was like in and out of it.
0: Yeah, but here's the thing. Here's what I here's what I think. What's going to happen there? I think there's going to be a swerve. I think with with all the appearances that uh that Gage Goldberg has made in the past couple of weeks, I have a feeling that. It's gonna be like a swerve. Gage is gonna is gonna cost deliberately cost his dad the win and, and give it to Lashley.
1: Yeah, but here's the thing: that means we're gonna see Goldberg on TV more.
0: True, and you know I don't put it past WWE to like shove something down our throats, especially a legend. So I have a feel. I just have a feeling that it's it's gonna it's gonna be a swerve city, and I'm not talking about Isaiah Scott. Because, you know, with NXT making their significant changes now where you can't wear no, no people, 30-plus, and no, quote-unquote, midgets. Just big dudes. So we're going to go back to the—
1: But, yeah, Adam Cole Adam Cole's getting a million dollars. and Yeah. Like, you know, I it, take it. If, if it's true, I take the shit out of that money.
0: I mean, well, at that point, like, for Adam Cole, like, the question has to become, like, do you care about wrestling or do you just care about money? Because if you just care about money, go ahead, take the paycheck, and don't complain about getting buried on main event and RAW when you get job to Mansoor. Um But yeah, man. But here is the thing: like, and even and even one, one of my uh, uh, favorite wrestling podcasts, uh, Monster sounds, sounds, sounds off. Yeah,
1: He's boring self. What? This is boring, ass.
0: Oh, come on he now. He is boring to you, yeah. <laughs> but but he but he made but he made an, he made an inter- interesting point where he referenced uh Road Dog, uh, who was one of the I guess one of the bookers of NXT. Yeah. Where Road Dog said that, man, you know what he said in an interview, man, Adam Cole has all the tools. He's got charisma, you know. He's got the wrestling ability. If if he was the size of Kerry and Cross, he would be Universal Champion. Yep. And Road Dog basically said the quiet part out loud. So basically, if Adam Cole is to put it bluntly, dumb enough to sign with WWE, he's gonna get buried. He's not gonna. He's 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 gonna he's gonna get the carrying Cross treatment all right. He's gonna get jobbed out and he's not he's not going to be he's not going to have the same platinum run that we've seen him in NXT. No, oh no. Nope. He's going to be jobbing to Mansoor, he's going to be jobbing to Mustafa Ali, he's going to be jobbing at Mace, Harlem on the Rise and T-Bag every single week. Yep, shiny suits and all. So, quite frankly, if Adam Cole is smart, he would sign with AEW and and reunite with his woman Dr. Britt Baker DMD and become the and
1: become the power couple
0: of all elite Spe- wrestling.
1: Speaking of AEW, Tony better deliver on Friday. Ooh. He better. At this point, he has to. Oh my! You you know what? He's got to offer CM Punk seven figures and st- and the Jags. <laughs>
0: <laughs> you know what, yo? Part of me. I, I gotta say this. Part of me wants to see a, li- a little Schadenfreude, you know, a little, a little misery, because I'm gonna laugh my ass off if Friday night del- Friday night arrives, Rampage comes on, and we do not see any appearance of CM Punk on television. If we see no appearance from him this Friday, I'm gonna pu- I'm gonna laugh my ass off at of AEW
1: I saw I saw a TikTok earlier it was this kid he was just like yo I'm getting ready for it or he was like yo 959 I'm at Rampage phone's blowing up because CM Punk showed up on Smackdown and, he was, <laughs> and I'm just like you know what mm. that could happen
0: CM Punk showing up on WWE
1: it C- could happen I mean What channel was what channel was SmackDown on?
0: It's on Fox. Oops.
1: Fox could pay that money.
0: They could. You know, I mean, he he appeared on backstage. Um I don't I don't know, man. Like like well CM Punk did say that to come back to WWE it'd have to be a pretty big bag.
1: That and he said he he said he was he will answer the phone. Yeah. He did say if WWE calls, I will answer the phone. Hey. And hear and hear him out.
0: Yeah, and I can see I can see Punk having like a Brock Lesnar type part time deal. He should, and and if he does Absolutely. that, I would have I have he no problem with that. Yeah, I'd be like, yo, that's smart. That's the smartest thing. Yeah. Um, uh, Nick Thomas is in the chat. He says that um, for, in regards to CM Punk, it has to be him or Brian Danielson. Something
1: yep. has to happen. It, it, it has to deliver. At this point, they are mm-hmm. selling out arenas mm-hmm. off of speculation
0: pure speculation and this in Chicago his hometown so Darby <laughs>
1: Allen dropping the whole best in the world line and mm-hmm. all that it's
0: yep and CM I think uh, CM Punk had an Instagram where he showed like three numbers alluding to the different summers of punk 2005 2011 and 2021 that could be more trolling
1: Yeah, see, yeah. oh yeah cuz you know he's good he's good at that and big oh. ups to him for actually trolling and stuff cuz he keeps us listening
0: Yeah I mean even like Seven years later, ever since he left wrestling, you know, hes we're still talking about him as fans. And and even I have said that, you know, I think wrestling, I think, like, as as wrestling fans, we have so much good content and so many good talent that, you know, we don't really need CM Punk. No, but you're it'd correct. Be, but it would be great to see him.
1: Yeah. And, and that's it. That's why I even say with Undertaker, I'm happy that Undertaker is retired and all that. But it's like, if I see him again, I'm going to pop. And I'm like, it's just nice to see him again. It's I like mean, seeing an old friend. Well, yeah, if he makes an appearance. That's how I'm like, making it. That's what I'm saying. Just an appearance. Yeah. You don't need to be in a ring and all that. Yeah. Make an appearance. I'm cool. I'm happy. Yeah. Yeah, I, I agree. That's right. Uh, and also, you know what? So one of my favorite uh, podcasts I listen to is, you know, Something to Wrestle with Bruce Pritchard.
0: Oh, yeah. The master bullshitter himself, Bruce He's Pritchard. Stop.
1: <laughs> I mean. Well, can I ask you this? Were you in any of those meetings or booking rooms or anything when that happens? No. Nope. You well, know? then, how can you no? But but
0: no. But 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 Bruce Pritchard is known as being a, co- a compulsive liar in the business. Even Conrad Thompson has called him out on his shit from time to time. Oh
1: no, they have. Oh, it's hilarious. As a matter of fact, the last ten minutes of the Trish Stratus episode was too funny. Like I'm driving. I'm like, why am I? enjoying They're like going into their personal lives. I'm like, why am I enjoying this?
2: Mm-hmm.
1: As I, I'm like, why am I enjoying this? So last week they have the, they have like an ask Bruce anything mm-hmm. Wait, you just. Ask him anything Yeah Today they actually Well It came out Sunday mm-hmm. And They did an episode On uh, Ron Simmons mm-hmm. No Very good episode By the way One of my answers And I did ask a question About Ron Simmons mm-hmm. And they read it on the air Oh Okay What was your question? On one in that one boy. He did Especially that, if it's that on rain, That brain was worse on Yeah more than those, uh, Folexes. Uh,
0: Super Blurred DJ says, uh, on the Nation of Domination episode table for three, Mark Henry was introduced to a man named Mr. Lenny by Ron Simmons. Can you tell us about Mr. Lenny? No clue. Uh, partly chosen. Who the
2: Mr. Lenny? I don't know. That's what we're asking you, about. Oh, well.
1: But that was it. <laughs> but it was, like, yeah, that was, that was something that, you know, it actually drew Mark Henry to tears on that table for three, but I was like, oh shit, I popped. Hmm. You know, Conrad said my DJ name. <laughs> yeah,
0: you made it, man <laughs> uh, but
1: okay. All right. yeah, like I okay. said, Friday's got this weekend in general. Oh yes. I just in ge- just it's just a great time to be a wrestling fan, regardless yeah. of who you cheer for, whoever you're whoever your preferred a mm. uh,
0: oh, company or brand. Yeah yeah
1: you're gonna have a good weekend
0: oh yeah like between rampage on friday um let's see SummerSlam this saturday something's
1: gonna happen and then yeah. especially with the promo that cena's been on roman oh uh, yeah cena could actually win <laughs> he <laughs> actually made it believable that he could win this yeah he did
0: yeah that that promo between him and roman uh on last friday smackdown hey i that was it was a good segment and i got a Give it give it up to Roman. He's gotten much better, more comfortable, yeah, he did. more comfortable in his skin. Because the last time they had a promo battle, like in 2018, I he believe he stumped. Yeah, he blanked out, and then Cena called him out on it. It's called a promo kit. If you're gonna be the big dog, you're gonna have to Ooh. learn it.
1: <laughs> but yeah, he stopped. And it's actually been revealed that Roman Roman has been going off script. Oh,
0: really? Oh, with the whole missionary position line.
1: Yeah, that but mm. yeah, that but yeah, as of lately with the whole tribal chief thing, he's been going off script. Mm. So he's probably being taught correctly by Paul Heyman, giving him the bullet points. hmm And then you just go ahead and run with it. Yep. Which is the correct way how to do it.
0: Yep. As well as well it should be. You know, you can't ha- you can't have too many writers dictating every single syllable of your promo.
1: They said they said it too, like how could how could you write a script for me
2: hmm yeah
1: you know what I mean like a movie script that you know I can understand we're portraying a whole entirely different character right but if it's like a character that you kind of created that you have to project yourself at mm-hmm. Victor can't write a script I'm talking about how I sound No. Nah.
0: No, nah, it's like it's just gonna come off stilted and robotic yeah and then then people wonder why like oh th- all these promos sound the same Oh well, yeah <laughs> but but yeah man uh lot, lots of good wrestling this weekend um you know uh this, this I, a I, aew better deliver yep aew better deliver and i will say this uh in regards to nxt's takeover 36 uh, everyone pour a little liquor out because this is going to be the last awesome. <laughs> pure nxt show yeah. takeover that we're ever going to see because from now on we're going to go back to the days of FCW. We're going to go back to the days of Bull Dempsey. Remember him? Uh, Another big-time Hosses that got no shine on the main roster. Yeah, we're going back to those days now. NXT is done for. So consider TakeOver 36, the NXT memorial show.
1: I actually never watched any episodes of FCW. So who knows? Those shows were probably good. Just that you had to live in the Florida area to get it.
0: Yeah, Probably. Like we'll probably go back to like the dark days of the NXT game show era.
1: Okay, that I can, okay, that's fair.
0: Yeah, cause man, man. And, and and you and one, you got to feel for Triple H because he's he's seeing all of his work undone.
1: Yeah, and it's yeah, cause Vince takes it he takes it as a loss, and Vince doesn't do well with losses.
0: Nope.
1: Sorry. It's like from a business stand- standpoint, you can understand it, mm-hmm. but it's just like, damn.
0: Yeah, man. It's like don't it's like and, and that's an example of how WWE like Vince McMahon like he treats his his own audience with such contempt. And it's like, well, if you don't want me to watch your program, just say that. Just just bluntly say that. I mean, I can watch AEW or New Japan. Um catch catch some clips of Impact.
1: All right. Stubert. <laughs> yep, we see my, va- s- my variant yep. my variants on.
0: Yep, we see Carl's variant Stubert, uh Chris Stubert uh in the ch- in the chat. <laughs> Um, and and yes, Stuber, I did see your Meteor Man uh, uh post <laughs> uh, on on Facebook. Um, no, like I said, we will not give Meteor Man its flowers because uh, it's oh, a I will. it's a mediocre movie. It was it was it was released in the dark days of black superhero cinema where we all had to make do. Now in the days of Black Panther and Luke Cage, we ain't gotta remember Meteor Man or Blank Man.
1: But we do anyway because we're still talking about it. Nah, nah. It's- like I said, they crawled. Media Man crawled.
0: Mm-mm.
1: Nope. So Blade can walk. Nope. For Black Panther to run.
0: Nope. Nope. Yeah, I said it. I, I give that credit to Spawn. Spawn was the first Black superhero on film. It was it was a terrible movie, but you know what? It Spawn, laid the groundwork. I
1: mean, Media Man dragged. So Spawn can crawl. So Blade can walk, and for Black Panther to run.
0: Nope. Disagree, sir. Disagree. Disagree. You know, like I said, blank man, meteor man, mediocre movies for uh, yeah. mediocre fans.
1: But anyway, man, stop here. First of all, stupid, too. I know you're getting ready to preach. Uh, I think this weekend. Please go live with it. I've been wanting to hear, actually hear you preach. So, oh, OK. All right. All right.
0: Yeah. Um, yeah. Right. Dropping that worship and praise. WAP. <laughs> what <you> there.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Dominique, what's happening? All
0: right, Dominique Powell in the chat. Yes, welcome.
1: Um, what you been up to, man?
0: <laughs> oh man, what I've been up to? I've uh, been up to a few things. Um, you know, uh, uh first off, uh, real quick, um, finally switched jobs, so my commute is way way shorter, so I'm I'm free. Uh, I got my life back. I know what it feels like to leave to at, leave, uh, like, 4.30 and come home 30 minutes later. And I'm like, oh, my God. I have my whole evening back. I can actually have time to, like, watch a movie, make dinner, um, uh, y- y- you know, just chill, vibe, get get drunk. Yo. You ain't get drunk. Nah, I get drunk. No. But, but, you know, drink some sake or some wine. Oh, man. It, it feels great to have my evenings back, man. After a year of having long ass commutes, I am back. I feel re- reinvigorated. I feel re-energized. You know what, yo, I'm 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 gonna hit up the dating scene soon. But anyway, <laughs> um, I'm, okay. Well, maybe before the end of the year, I'm have to. I'm, I'm still researching. You know, the best dating sites for thirty plus. You know, I got I got I got to do that research. But you oh, know you what?
1: Know my, you already know my stance on that.
0: You know, but you know what, I'm feeling good. I, I got my life back. I'm feeling more energized. Um. On the video game front, I've been playing uh, on Nintendo Switch. I've been playing Hades right there.
1: I've seen that for PlayStation as well, I believe.
0: Uh, Yep, it just came out for the PlayStation 4 and 5 uh, last week. Um, Hades, it's a roguelike game. It's uh, developed by Supergiant Games. Um, This is one of the most uh, critically acclaimed games of last year, 2020. And I can see why. It's a a really cool uh, roguelike. You play as uh, Zagreus, who's the son of Hades. And he's trying to escape uh, Hades itself. He's trying to escape hell so he can make it to Olympus. Um, And and being that it's a roguelike game, like the game is the game is pretty difficult. So every time you die, it takes you all the way back to the beginning. But that's by design because as you, every time you die, you uncover more of the story. You uncover more of Zagreus' uh, struggles. You understand why he's trying to escape. You also talk with different um, characters uh, from the Greek pantheon, like from Achilles to, like, Nyx um, to, like, um, uh, Aphrodite. Uh, um um, hermes uh, poseidon other zeus himself other greek gods Ares, and they all have different personalities and uh, like different um and they give you like different boons or different powers or upgrades that you can use uh to uh to make it through each individual run so you can upgrade different weapons um, uncover more upgrades to make your character stronger for for each run so you can make it just a little bit further um, each time, um, it's it's got a phenomenal art style.
1: Yeah, I'm looking at the gameplay right now.
0: Yeah, um, the art style is uh, is fantastic. A 2D isometric view, uh, just uh, nice uh, saturated colors, very artfully done. Um, when you go in different chambers, where you ha- it was pretty atmospheric. You see like like little background background things, like like uh, green spirits of the dead, of the newly dead, to like um, you know. Uh, like overpowered uh, beasts and 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 other creatures that you have to like uh, make your way through. Um, it's 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 got it's it's got a really great gameplay loop. So like it's it's a game that being that it's a role like where you die over and over and you get sent back to the beginning. It does kind of wear on your patience. At least for me, it kind of it kind of did. So I'm, right now I'm taking a little break from Hades. I'm trying to get into some other games right now. But as it stands, man, Hades is it's definitely worth worth playing. Um, it's a uh, it's a it's a pretty cool experience. It's also got a fan. It's also got a very good soundtrack. It's got plenty of personality, uh, a great assembly of characters, and it's also like uh, one of my favorite games on the Switch so far. It it, it is now available for the PS four and five um, as well as the PC. It did come out for the PC and the Switch last year. Uh, so yeah, if you're a fan of roguelikes, or even if you're not a fan of roguelikes and you want to try out at least one, um, then Hades is I would is would be my recommendation uh yeah check it out it's uh it's pretty dope i'm enjoying it right even though i'm taking a
1: break from it at, at the moment
0: um
1: i'm looking at the i'm looking at the gameplay it's just like the art style kind of reminds me of uh streets of rage 4 but in different camera view
0: yeah yeah it's got that kind of like that beat em up hack and slash yeah. uh gameplay which which is pretty which is, v- which is pretty smooth yeah it's very easy to get into it's like easy to get into but hard to master um I'm looking at the comments here because uh, you were laughing. Uh, Brian says, "Do you, Vic, get your beard wet?" <laughs> um, Mike. Uh, Dominique Power responds, "Might get wet with wrong shit." Um, I'm trying not to do that. Uh, you know, like like I said, you know, all in all, good things in due time. Um, I'll gradually get back on the dating scene, but like I said, I have to research what the best dating sites are, uh, for those who are 30 plus because um, i i'm not I'm not going back to okay cupid that's for sure and can't, I
1: don't you do it i'm just.
0: not not doing it and I damn sure will not i i ha, not that I've ever created a profile I've never done it, but I will not be desperate enough to go on plenty of fish I've heard too many horror stories I'll smack you listen proudly smack me smack me if i if i if I go on plenty of fish it got, it got weird it got weird <laughs> <laughs> like the twisted teeth yeah yeah, no. Oh
1: yeah, that oh, yeah. What is yeah? With a twisted tea can, yeah, I'll definitely do. Yeah, if you go on plenty of fish, yeah, I'll I will literally buy a twisted tea can, just to hit you with it.
0: And it would be well deserved because I, I am I will not be desperate enough to go on plenty of fish. Too many horror stories. Even even good friend of the show, John Hipponic, has had his Gee, fair Really? Sh- oh, he's Oh, he's got his fair share of horror stories <laughs> oh, from that site.
1: Oh, we need to have job back just so I can hear that. I need that type of entertainment in my life.
0: <laughs> oh no. But uh Dominique Powell says uh, um, in regards to dating sites, she says that I would do better with Christian Mingle. <laughs> no you won't. <laughs> no, because I'm not atheist agnostic not a, not atheist agnostic
1: it's, it's the same shit basically. It's, it's
0: really not it's really not see a, 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 athe, atheism is is atheism much like christianity like same same coin different sides where it's like relies on certainty like i believe god exists or i i, I believe god doesn't exist and i'm and i'm hard line on that boom agnostic is like you know what um, we'll, we'll, we, respect, we respect your beliefs, but you know what? We're skeptical. You know what? If the evidence presents itself, we'll be like, okay, confirmed. If not, you know what? It's all good. We'll ask the questions. It's the questions that drive us, not any certain hardline answers. You know what I mean?
1: So that's,
0: that's the difference. That's a the distinction there. I almost um, got shot I'm
1: messing with plenty of fish. <laughs> <laughs> I don't mean to laugh, but damn it, Nick, I need that story too.
0: Nick Thomas almost got shot messing around with plenty of fish. I need to hear that story as well. Um, if you can send us an email at codexprimepodcast at gmail.com we would probably read it on the air and uh, and share your story, sir.: I
1: got on a pro I, I made a plenty of fish profile just to see who else was on it. Mm. And it was awful.
0: I bet it was. I've heard nothing but negative things about that site, yeah, and uh, I'll leave it at that. Um. Uh, Up. Oh, thank you, Nick. He says he's he's got us.
1: Oh, please do. Please do. I need that story.
0: Yeah. Um. But yeah. Uh. But yeah. Yeah. Oh, cr- <laughs> but yeah. Uh, Christian mingle. Nah. Um. I was thinking about eHarmony, but I've heard you know a lot of some some negative things about that. How you know discriminatory they are, especially towards LGBTQ people. It's like nah, I don't want to be part of discrimination. Nah. Nah. So. But but uh but yeah we'll but yeah I'll I'll do some research.
1: You get out early now, happy hour. Look, specials.
0: Listen, man.
1: As somebody who knows you like to eat. Oh, yeah. <laughs>
0: specials. I'm sure, but you, listen, man. Look, I I need I need a, I need something that's that's more my speed, right? That's more my introverted speed. You know, I mean, you can you can go out and you know hit up mm. hit up hit up all the all the ladies, no problem in the bars and whatnot. I mean that's you because you're extroverted like that, and for some and for some unknown reason, the ladies seem to seem to gravitate toward you. I mean you got your history there, but anyway, um, damn it, really, but but, 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 but <laughs> really pick but, but 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 anyway, you know, you know, uh, some of us, you know, we gotta we gotta approach it a little differently, you know. Um, uh, Dominique says uh, most most sites, dating sites, want you to pay to even see the person's profile pic, which is a ripoff. That is true. Um, I'm not going to pay to see anybody's uh, uh, profile pic. That's a little too much. Um, Dominique also says, don't do a bar. Go to a grown and sexy lounge.
1: Mm. Oh, yeah. I can recommend you like six places.
0: Okay. Grown and sexy lounges. Okay. like So like more, for the more mature per- person, right?
1: Oh yeah, you got Ten Rocks, Le Alley, uh there's gonna be Andreas going on Thayer Street pretty soon. Okay. Um the district.
0: Oh the district is really good. I love their food. Uh, mm. yeah, Ten Rocks is also a good spot as well.
1: that turns into well, that turns into a bit of a party spot. So hmm. Yeah, I'm looking for places Tel that Aviv- like. yeah, Tel Aviv is actually not bad. Okay. Is that is that a new spot? It's over, like where the um, like fish company used to be.
0: Oh, like where, like um, where
1: Indian Point is.
0: Oh yeah, like right next to like um, what's that the bar? Of uh, that Irish hot bar. Club. Yeah, there's hot club and there's like an Irish bar nearby. What's the name? I
1: Can't That's... remember the Irish bar right now, but yeah, I f- I, f- I forget it. But yeah, in that area.
0: Okay. All right. All right yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm. Yeah. Any any cool places like that with um with you know people who are in their thirties. Thirty is over.
1: I just literally named them all.
0: Yeah, I'm I'm for it, you know, because like I I ain't trying to go after no no under thirty. No, no, thank you. Nope, can't have that. Um, um, let me see. Uh... <laughs> Okay, first of all, let me go back to the comment. Uh, uh, first, Dina's comment. She says she's going to sign me up for the Bachelor or Love Island, oh, God. <laughs> two reality shows. You know what? I'll, um, I'll
1: watch that. I'll watch that shit.
0: And then Brian says, "If all else fails, Vic, go to a titty meat bar." Um, well, you
1: know. Well, you know. Like oh I said,
0: Jesus! I, I like I, I did share my experience in uh, June of 2016, my Here time at the time. <laughs> when I went to Wonderland.
1: Oh Jesus Christ! That's the amateur one. <laughs> Hey, listen! It, it was a crazy great... that amateur. One. That's where you go when it's your first time going in your life. Yeah,
0: and 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 you know what? It, it. It was it was great. It was a it was great for what it was.
1: I remember that. I remember that story. Yeah, I remember. There's a sto- Put it out there. I, There's a story, everybody. Uh, now I, you got to give the people what they want. I, which I shared before
0: on the podcast. Which I, you know, I shared it before in the podcast.
1: I do not. recall
0: all right, I'll share. I share it again. The,
1: we, this is a whole different. No, no. When you shared it, mm-hmm. we wasn't live.
0: Oh, that's right. we weren't. We're still doing this uh,
1: Zoom. Now we have a whole entire different audience. <laughs> oh my! Who needs God. this story. Oh yes. Everybody, comment popcorn to know if it, to let me let me know if you want to if you want to hear this story. <laughs> comment popcorn
0: oh my gosh uh yeah so um uh, well i'll i'll deliver this story uh again um so yeah uh it was a uh, june 2016 it was my first time going to a a strip club. It was um, or a gentleman's club, if you want to be more proper.
1: We, oh, we know what the hell we um, it
0: was. Uh, yep, it was. It was. It was called Wonderland. It was on on, on the waterfront, like near Thurber's Ave. Uh,
1: Allen's Ave.
0: Or uh, Allen's Ave, rather. And um, it, I, I went there. It was right after this uh, lock and key dating event, which was at this um, at this uh, at that at that same uh, Irish bar that we still can't re- recall the name of, which is next to Hot Club. So. Afterwards, I went with a couple people that I met there. That I met there, we we all decided to roll roll up to Wonderland, and um, it was my first time going to one of these strip clubs. And like I said, you know, in the words of Stan uh, Garrett Morris from Martin, changed my life. <laughs> when I when, when I tell you, when I saw the acrobatics on display from some of the dancers at this club, I was like. I saw like I said, I saw this one this one dancer doing some Spider Man shit where she her, her heels were stuck to the ceiling and she was hands free, kinda like how Peter Parker would, would like would like go on the roof and kinda like do that, that superhero pose upside down on a ceiling. That's what I saw and I'm like, Wow, that man, okay. Wow. And then there was another stripper, another dancer, who was wearing this neon green uh, thong, if you will. And she was, like, dancing, like, in my grill. And I got to tell you, like, in the words of Robert Duvall in Apocalypse Now, smelled like victory. And, and, uh, Yeah. I remember, I remember, I remember, uh, uh, you know, like the next week when we did the podcast, when Aris and Maurice were on, like oh I was telling y'all, God. I was telling y'all the story like after we went off the air. And the, the way you were cracking up, man, you actually gave me a whole hug <laughs> after I told the story of my first time in Wonderland, a strip club. The first and only time I've been to a gentleman's club. Um, so I haven't been to any, any of the well known ones in the area, like Foxy Lady. Is that still open or was that shut down? The, Foxy Lady Store. Yeah, like, like, Foxy Lady or the other ones. I still haven't been to the other ones in in the, in the Providence. Were any area. of these
1: women? Were any of these women's named after a car?
0: You know, I don't remember any of their names.
1: <laughs> you remember everything else.
0: I mean, I was just like, wow, like this this is amazing.
1: Give it up for Rebecca.
0: Yep. Let's give it up for chastity or irony, but. uh but yeah, man, uh, I'm pretty sure some of these women were named after automobiles. I'm pretty sure there might have been like a Bugatti in there or some or somewhere. But um, but yeah, you know, yeah, that 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 was a time. You know, June 2016 was quite a time, and it was a weird, it was a weird time in my life at the time too, because you know, I was I was coming off from like this, you know, I was I was a, I was in a bit of a funk. You know, I, I was, I had, I've had a crush on this this one woman who turned me down, and then that became a whole thing. I was just, I just said, you know what, forget this. Let me just figure things out, figure out, figure out, you know, life and love and relationships and all this, and it led me down a a pretty, uh, it led me down a pretty memorable. And, on, and that's putting it mildly—a pretty memorable uh, road down, you know, relationships in the next uh, three years after that. But um, yeah. but you know, in in, in the years since, I've learned qu- and experienced quite a lot. Um, s- most of which I will not recount on the air. But those
1: are some fun times. I'm just gonna let y'all know that right now.
0: You know, uh, but yeah, those those are the times where I can look back and say, "Man, I."
1: That was fun, try Vic trying to get laid. Those are some fun times.
0: Okay, you know, those, those were. Yeah, all right, you know, we won't get we won't get too deep into that, but uh, but yeah, th- that was quite a journey, and I learned some lessons, and uh, yeah, I could say now, 2021, as of now of this recording, I came a long way.
1: Uh, that then. that I'll definitely give you. Yeah, I, I, I'll i definitely give you. I'm just I'm just afraid you you kind of you kind of back, you know, slid back a bit. Did I? Yeah. How? N- no. Yeah.
0: How? How's oh, I mean, I mean, after, after, you know, after my last relationship ended, maybe backed away in the sense that, you know, I'm single, single again.
1: No, no, a little bit. You Kind of back. You backslide a little. You backslid a little bit. Well we're giving you that but I'm giving you I'm giving you the switch, kicking it behind to
0: Well, you know, you, you gotta blame the pandemic for that. You know, it was a it was a bulk of that. But but uh but yeah, that was that's that's a bit of my story, a bit of insight in uh in uh the fucking great. The, the the gentleman's club slash uh relationship adventures of one Victor Omoyo. <laughs> um looking at the uh <laughs> looking at the comments here, uh Brian says, uh coming to the stage, please welcome Honda Civic. <laughs> I'm pretty sure there's somebody named Honda or Civic. Um, Adina says, "Just get you a church girl. They are the biggest freaks." That's true. It's true. I mean, you are you are a preacher's kid, though, right? So you wouldn't know. my mama. <laughs> <laughs>
1: yeah, yeah, yeah. I grew up in the church, so yeah. I mean, uh, there... I, I can I can confirm this. I mean there there
0: there is truth in that. Um I I have seen I have seen it. There is truth in that. Um let me see. Uh Audi uh Dominique Powell in regards to stripper names, strippers after, named after cars. She she said, she mentions Audi RX. Um in the VIP Jeep
1: and Escalade Woo.
0: Ooh man. Jeep and Escalade in the That's VIP big. room. That's a biggin. <laughs> Uh in the VIP room. We gotta
1: take you to Mario Show Place if that's still open.
0: Mario Show Place. Mario Show Place. Can you what can one find in Mario Show Place?
1: <laughs> Ladies.
0: Okay. I I I, I I I suspect of the um more of the more plush variety? No. No. Okay. Um let me see. Uh Brian says, in the VIP room, please welcome Bentley and Maxima. (laughs) Oh, man. Um, Nick Thomas. Sir. I just read Nick. (laughs) Okay. I just read Nick Thomas's comment. It's happened. And quite frankly, I don't know if I should read this on the air. You know what? I'm going to read this on the air. put it out there. You might as well. (laughs) Nick Thomas said, and I quote, yeah, bro, I smashed a chick in the pulpit, end quote. Sir. There are all right. Even though I, even though I'm non-religious, there are some things you don't do, and uh, smashing someone in the pulpit is not one of those things.
1: You'd be surprised on how much it's done.
0: R- really? Yes.
1: Hmm. Not me. Not me. Not me. Okay. But it's ha- it has been done. I've heard stories.
0: And, and see, 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 and, and these are the same people that white like, turn around, and be like, "Oh, you don't believe in God? Oh, well, well, you, oh, boy, where's your moral barometer? You ain't saved."
1: I wouldn't say those people, not the saved ones, but I would say the ones who are not saved on their way to being at least borderline.
0: Hmm. Yeah. Y'all like the ty- like the types that would wear like a club dress like the night before, and they come to church dressed the same way.
1: Absolutely. Mm, yeah.
0: Goodness gracious! Um, How did we get to
1: this subject? I'm glad we did.
0: <laughs> I don't know, man. We're just uh, we're we're just like you know, we went off the
2: we went off the rails. We just went
0: well, off the rails. We
1: went a little family mad
0: So yeah, we're we're so yeah, we're, let's let's get back let's get back on the in the nerd verse. So yeah, I mentioned Hades. Uh, that's my game recommendation. Uh, on the movie front, I got a, got so got a few quick recommendations as well. Um, on Hulu, um, I, one, one, a cool film that I recommend uh, is uh, is called um, "Night of the Kings." Uh, that's a that's an Ivory Coast film, and um, that one's that was very interesting. It's uh, it's about this young man who's uh, sent to this prison, um, and this prison is basically like in the middle of the jungle. It's run by the inmates, and um, one of the kingpins there is dying, but. The custom that they have for the new inmates is they have to tell a story, any kind of story to keep the inmates entertained all night. And if they if they stop in the middle of the in the middle of the night, they get killed. So this one this one new inmate, he's got to tell the he's got to tell the story. He's got to keep the plate spinning. He's got to keep the inmates entertained. Throughout the whole night, in order to stay alive and and to impress this kingpin, who meanwhile has beef with this other kingpin who wants to knock him off to, to replace him to rule the the prison. So there's a, a couple of things going on there. So Night of the Kings it's available on Hulu. It's a Ivory Coast uh, uh film. It's anybody notable that's in it. Um no no huge names in the film. Um it's, so it's all um like uh a- African actors, but it's definitely worth watching uh whoops it is got a notification so it kind of got in my way yep there it is so let me put it uh night of the kings it's directed by uh philippe uh yep so definitely check it out it's on hulu um another another film I, i also recommend it's a uh it's a pretty um engaging drama It's called Supernova, and this one stars Colin Firth and Stanley Tucci as as a as a married couple. They're traveling. uh, They're they're on a road trip across England. Uh, Stanley Tucci's character uh, he's dying of dementia. And uh, Colin Firth is like shepherding him, uh, uh, just trying to make his final days more comfortable. Like they're both artists, like uh, Stanley Tucci is like a a famous author. Colin Firth is a concert pianist and, you know, he's trying to make uh, his partner, you know, more comfortable um, in his last days. And they're just, you you know, going on a road trip across England, visiting family, visiting friends. And they have their little dog that travels with them. It's a very, it's a pretty sweet movie. Uh, definitely engaging if you're in, if you're a fan of like some solid acting um, uh, between between two uh, uh, powerful actors and Colin Firth and Stanley Tucci. Definitely check that out. It's also available on Hulu. Um, we also have another another cool recommendation also available on Hulu. This one stars Brian Tyree Henry. It's called The Outside Story. And this one's a really cool ninety-minute comedy, and Brian Tyree Henry stars as stars as this film editor who is broken up with his girlfriend, played by Saniqua Martin Green, uh, who was also on The Walking Dead, and um, and uh, as as uh, as he's trying to uh, he he's he's a video editor who's uh, who makes these in, in memoriam videos uh, in advance for uh, celebrities and actors who are about to die, and. You know, one and as he's and you know as he's trying to as he's in the middle of uh, editing this video because he's working against a deadline, and as he's trying to work work uh, work against you know his feelings about breaking up with his girlfriend, he gets locked out of his own apartment um, after chasing down this uh, delivery uh, food delivery person who always gives him shit for not tipping him well so he runs down the street he gives him a tip he goes back to his apartment but then he realizes, oh shit i locked myself out so he has to like meet his neighbors um who who he doesn't really interact with all that much so he has to k- kind of like come out of his shell in order to like you know get to know his neighbors you know kind of learn a little bit more about himself as he's trying to make his way back into his apartment um it's called the outside story uh, brian tyree henry tremendous actor he has great comedic timing um also a great dramatic actor too if you've seen him in if beale street could talk as well as well as atlanta um i really want to see more more uh, performances more work from brian tyree henry he's gonna he's definitely gonna be one of the one of the top leading men i feel in the next few years because he's he's got it he's got the chops he can do comedy he can do drama outside stories definitely on the comedic side but definitely something worth checking out um also i watched this other movie uh, which, which is available on HBO Max, which I really enjoyed. And it's called Shiva Baby. Shiva Baby. Yes, Shiva Baby. And this is a, this is a relatively short uh, feature film. It's like an hour and 17 minutes. It's uh, directed by, written and directed by Emma Seligman. And this is her feature debut. And this film stars uh, Rachel Sanat as this girl named Danielle who's uh who's basically like this uh this uh, bisexual jewish uh woman who's a college student and uh she's in a bit of an awkward situation so she she arrives yep that's the one so she arrives at this uh, shiva which is like this um post-funeral uh gathering or dinner and um she's with her family and uh things become a little awkward for her in the shiva because Danielle runs runs into her ex girlfriend, and they've recently had like a bit of a falling out, so things are a little awkward there. But making things even more awkward is that Danielle's sugar daddy also makes an appearance at the Shiva with his wife and their in, and their infant daughter. Because uh, uh, and, and, and her sugar daddy play, is played by Danny Ferrari, De, De, this guy named Max, who's this um, who's this sugar daddy who's paying basically paying her college tuition and so so she's got to deal with you know her sugar daddy being there at the shiva her ex-girlfriend and her parents as well so the whole film is basically like kind of like an hour and 17 minute anxiety attack like it it just feels like it feels like cringe in the sense that it feels like cringy because it's like you get secondhand embarrassment watching this movie because of the incredibly awkward situation she's in and what makes it even more awkward is that the musical score uh the music score provided by um ariel marx is full of like violins and strings it kind of feels like this jaunty uh score that you would hear in a horror movie and it's just like full of strings and just like and kind of like hitchcockian if you will and, and the score really added to, like, the, the, the mounting tension and the embarrassment that you feel. Um, and, 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 in fact, there's one scene where Danielle tries to provide a bathroom, a nude bathroom selfie, and it goes terribly wrong. Um, it, it's like a seed planted that pays off later. Uh, there's, also, um, the no, there's also the fact that, you know, her sugar daddy's wife, you know, starts to slowly pick up on, wait a minute. Is my husband and her do they know each other how so how much how much do they really know each other and so like it's a it's a really it's a really tension-filled awkward but yet hilarious film it's on hbo max it's worth checking out uh it's it's a comedy that i really enjoyed shiva baby um yeah like i said like you know if you're uh you know if you' you know if you' got your sugar daddy out there, don't make sure that you don't run them run into them in the same gatherings as your friends and family you know that's 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 the that's the big takeaway uh, that we can all learn from uh from this film
1: well, okay then
0: yeah <laughs> yeah Have you- how do
1: you just choose these movies? you just like <laughs> just scroll close your eyes and then you just scroll for a little while and then just whatever you land on that's it.
0: Well, uh, I actually, like, I was, I was doing a, a Google search of, like, uh, best films of 2021 so far. And I came across Rotten Tomatoes list and, like, all the films that are, like, rated, like, 100%, like 90% and, above, and, and, and around that. And I saw Shiva Baby was relatively high. And I was like, hmm, okay. It's, and, I looked, and I looked at the premise. I'm like, okay, this is interesting. Sounds, like, pretty, like, an awkward comedy. Sounds really weird. So it's up, up my alley. So I watched it. And I'm like, hey, this was pretty, this was pretty damn good. I enjoyed it. I might watch it again, you know, for kicks. You know, hey, like, you know, like, have, you know, if, uh, and, and, and also looking at, um, looking at John's, uh, John Hopana's comment, no, Shiva Baby is not depressing. It's the, <laughs> Shiva Baby is actually the opposite of depressing. It's actually quite hilarious. I, th- I You know what, John? I want you to watch it and tell me, let me know what you think of it. I think you like it too.
1: And I also need to hear your Plenty of Fish story. yes.
0: yes. Yes, John. If you can also uh, share in an email uh, your experiences with plenty of fish, the website, uh, we can we can read it on the air on a uh, at quotexprime podcast at gmail.com.
1: If you want to. We'll respect his privacy on that one. Because that's probably if it's that bad of an experience, we like, man, we probably cannot
0: put this in here. Yeah. It's optional if you want. Yeah. You know. Um let me see. Looking at the comments here, uh, um, John Potter says Jared Leto's Joker is the best, thanks to the Snyder Cut. Sir, you're trolling. Yeah. Um, imagine the air cut of Suicide Squad. We'll never see that. Um, and Aaron Ferguson says Val, the documentary on Amazon Prime, is a great watch. I do want to see that as well.
1: Who's that uh, documentary on?
0: On Val Kilmer.
1: Really? Yeah,
0: a documentary he made about himself. Mm. I hear it's really good. I well, might. He's
1: try. trying to put himself over.
0: Hey, I'm I'm for it. So yeah, uh, yeah. That's uh, that's pretty much uh, what I've been doing. How about you, Carl?
1: Well, this past it's been kind of a busy, busy uh, weekend for me. So
2: mm.
1: not much going on in my nerd in my uh, nerd verse. But well, for one, I actually DJed a '80s themed birthday party this weekend. Shout out to Brad; it was his birthday party, and nice. That was a lot. That was a lot of fun. Okay, that, so. Big ups, to, you know. Big ups to all of them. Everybody just came through, and it was just, it, it was. Everybody was dressed up in the, in the eighties attire. It was nice. great. It was a great time. Awesome. And also, this Saturday was Free Comic Book Day. Oh, nice. So I actually have a couple of pick, you know, pickups. Uh, I went to two different stores. Okay So for one That I Only one I actually only read one uh, Of the free comic books I picked up Mm -hmm. And it's actually Yeah My bad Yep that one Anyways The Overstreet Guide To Collecting Comics They actually teach you Like the way um, Like comic book collecting In comic book form Okay It was actually pretty You know Actually pretty Like You know Inf- informing. Okay. That's the mm-hmm. word I want to use. I don't need, probably ain't even a word. Informative. Informative. Thank you. Yeah. See, that's why you're the teacher and I'm not. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, they talk about getting, you know, comics graded. Uh, they were putting over the Overstreet um, comic book price guide and how, you know, they actually teach you how to read it as well. So. Mm-hmm. Uh, And it's one of those, like, annual publications. So I think I may just, you know, pick that up instead of just relying on how much people want to sell them for on eBay. And plus a lot of, like, websites that do have it, they charge (laughs) you for it. Mm -hmm. So it's just like, "Eh, do I really want to deal with that? Another one was actually called Black. I actually reviewed uh, Black on the uh, show before. Mm -hmm. And then I guess there's another one called uh, Calexit.
0: Oh, Calexit.
1: Calexit, yeah. Yep. Yeah, and I guess the it, Yes, it's a uh, another you know story behind Black uh, Vampire the Masquerade. I just like the cover, mm-hmm. so, so it's a nice cover. I plan on. Oh, go ahead. I plan on going there. And, of course, I'm, like, slowly becoming a fan of uh, James Tinney and the Fourth. You know, mm-hmm. as I've been reading uh, Something's Killing the Children and uh, The Nice House on the Lake. Yep. But then now we're going into, uh, and this is going to be Vic, up Vic's alley. Okay. Enter the House of Slaughter. Oh. Yeah, see how his uh, See how his face lit up? Okay. Let's me further know mm-hmm. that the family exists.
0: Let the... Let the family rest tonight. (laughs) Okay. Ten thirty is the best time to dig.
1: Okay. (laughs) Um, and then I saw the boys, so I'm like, "Okay, gotta finish it. I gotta finish it. I'm just gonna start from the beginning." Uh, the mighty, the mighty nine origins. I probably read that wrong. And of course, you know, I gotta stick to my girl. You know, I reps the red brand. Okay. Yeah. Avengers. And the cover was cool.
0: All right. Avengers. Got Hulk on the cover here.
1: Now, there's... So, of course, you know, I actually went to uh, two stars, Went to my friendly neighborhood, Rockoco's, and then I went to Newberry Comics later on that day. Mm-hmm. And there was one that I actually picked up. It's a Vault publication. And it's called The Last Book You'll Ever Read, written by uh, Cullen Bunn, who's written a lot of uh, Marvel um, Marvel titles. Yep. And it's a very interesting uh, book. It's about a book where if you read it, it turns you insane and you start killing people. Well, damn. And the author is like, the author was actually being attacked and she can't understand what happened. Hmm. And it's actually a rather, uh, this copy that I got, hmm. it's actually not the cover. It's actually pretty, a pretty risque cover. Okay. Just remove that. And I just want to see your reaction. Let's see what it is.
0: Oh, God damn. Okay. And there we go. Okay. Um, I'll, I'll describe what, what I'm looking at here. It's, uh, it's a nude woman um being fondled by
1: a bunch of red demons, okay all right, all right, very interesting title, yeah, so and it now and it was actually recommended by one of the uh <laughs> big space, by one of the um employees at Newberry, and he's like, yeah, honestly, I recommend it. just if you got kids, mm. make sure you do not see the cover. yes. Yeah, don't make sure that doesn't happen. Yeah, I, I will try my damnedest until <laughs> that happens. But mm. nice little horror, you know, horror. Nice little book in the horror genre. So uh, that's going to be – that's pretty much – oh, I beat the first Last of Us. Okay. I enjoyed that, and now I'm starting The Last of Us too. So I'm like, okay, I'm getting into this. Mm-hmm. So, um. All right. Yeah, I also bought the uh, – streets of rage uh dlc ah nice so i haven't had a chance to play that yet so i'm gonna get to that as soon as as soon as i can yep lots of fun all right and yeah that that's that's about it word that's
0: what's up all right so yeah and i'll try my best <laughs> i'll try my best this weekend <laughs> And, uh, you know, while we're here, uh, we'll get into our main topic. Uh, as, as mentioned earlier, uh, we, we, will, we will talk about The Suicide Squad. Uh, not Suicide Squad from 2016, no. We will talk about James Gunn's 2021 reboot slash so- soft reboot slash sequel, The Suicide Squad.
1: I did die a lot in The Last of Us.
2: Mm.
1: S- yeah. One part in particular. Mm. It's when you finally get to, uh, where the hell is the uh, hospital? like Towards the end of the game? Yeah. The little subway station that you're in? Mm-hmm. That was one part where I just kept dying.
0: Oh, yeah. With all the uh, bloated. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was a tough part. So, yeah, um, you, yep, we're talking about, uh, Suis, the Suicide Squad, which is, uh, James Gunn's, uh, written and directed by James Gunn, his, uh, 2021 soft reboot slash sequel to the 2016 embarrassment called Suicide Squad, aka the one DC film that John swears is still good, and it's not John. We're not going to agree on that.
1: He's not the, he's actually not the only one who swears that it was good.
0: Yeah. Um, uh, so this film, uh, the, the Suicide Squad, it stars once again. It stars Margot Robbie as Harley Quinn, uh, Idris Elba as Bloodsport, uh, John Cena as as Peacemaker, uh, Joel Kinnaman returns as Rick Flag, uh, Sylvester Stallone as the voice of Nanaway, aka King Shark, uh, Viola Davis returns as Amanda Waller, uh, Ant Man alum uh, David D- Dastmalkian as as Abner Krill, aka polka dot man um more on him in a bit uh you also have daniela melchior as uh cleo sazo aka Ratcatcher two um we also have uh some quick appearances by michael rooker who's oh who customarily stars in james gunn films um as savant jai courtney as captain boomerang uh peter capaldi as gaius greaves aka the, the thinker uh, Alice Braga as Sol Soria, uh, the leader of a rebel faction, and Pete Davidson as Richard Hertz, or Dick Hertz, uh, <laughs> aka Blackguard. Um, also uh, an appearance by Nathan Fillion as TDK, the, the, the detachable kid. Um, so yeah, uh, so this film, um, the, Su- the Suicide Squad, it follows a group of ragtag uh, uh, convicts, uh, and supervillains and they are you know they have bomb- bombs implanted in their necks which will explode should they ever decide to go AWOL um, or betray uh, the mission and Amanda Waller uh, she sends out the new Suicide Squad, led by Bloodsport, on a mission uh, to uh, uncover what was known as Jotunheim, which is this mysterious base which houses this intergalactic uh, alien entity called Starro, which uh, has the ability to uh, possess humans and uh, and mind control everybody. And the Tinkerer has has a has a part to play in it. He wants to control it. Also, there's like this uh, military um, group. Uh, uh, in the in, in the uh, fictional um, country of Corto Maltese, which is an island nation, uh, which is uh, which is experiencing some political upheaval, and uh, Alice Braga's character is leading a rebel group to try to overthrow uh, the dictators that are controlling Jot- Jotunheim as well as Starro. So yeah, uh, the Suicide Squad. It is um, it is uh, DC's uh, uh, attempt to uh, course correct. Um after the embarrassment that was a twenty sixteen film. Um this film lacks this film Mick, has two improvements. It doesn't have Jared Leto's Joker, which is great. Also, there are no pop locking supervillains. Enchantress. Dun, dun. Mm-mm. 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 <laughs> yeah, so uh so yeah. So that's what we got right now. So uh we'll start with you, Carl. Uh what did you think of the Suicide Squad?
1: I actually liked it. Okay. I I did. Um I didn't think, you know, I had people telling me, Oh, this is the greatest super movie, superhero movie ever made. Oh no. Slowy roll. Yeah. Okay, slowly that. roll. You know. Yeah, yeah, not top in the dark Knight. Mm-mm. You're not top in Endgame. No. yeah. You ain't even. T- I would put this on the level of. Maybe. Slightly below Black Panther. Okay. Yeah.
0: Yeah. I, I, I mean, I, I would say Black Panther is a better superhero film. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah.
1: That's why I'm like, that's why it's below it. Mm hmm. Suck like a John upon it. But. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. But yeah, I mean, it was it was rather entertaining. I mean, I couldn't really get too much into it because I don't I'm not too familiar with um with the DC lore, so mm-hmm. I had like literally had to just quick Wikipedia searches on some of the characters um yeah. and even then it's just more like what do they really look like? Are they are they like are is how they portrayed in the movie are they uh comic book accurate? Mm-hmm. Um, some, say, yeah, in some ways, yeah. Uh, I will say Idris Elba was pretty badass in this movie.
0: Oh, yeah. Yeah, he rocked it.
1: Um, Cena was hilarious. <laughs> oh, yeah, he was. Yeah. Stallone, I'm like, oh, my God, that's Stallone. David Dasmalkian, mm-hmm. this something about him. Maybe it was because I saw him in a trailer and he just kind of, he just has like this, he's kind of creepy.
0: He does have a creepy vibe to him. I mean, it did. It, I because mean, his character is pretty creepy as well. It's not
1: even like the character. Like, he played in this one movie. I remember seeing the trailer for. And. Damn. It may, okay, maybe it wasn't him, but.
2: Hmm.
1: But, like, I remember it was like a movie and. No, it wasn't him. But, damn. I don't know. It's just something about him. Just creepy. Hmm. Yeah. But, um, yeah, I found it to be very... It was a fun movie. Oh, yeah. That's how I look at it. It was a fun movie. I was entertained by it. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's a huge step up from, you know, 2016, Suicide Squad, and even a step up from most DC films. <laughs> um,
0: okay. All right. Um, yeah, like like you i i really enjoyed this film um it's it's definitely a a a really rollicking entertaining violent uh, action movie um like james gunn like he he's he's great at group dynamics and ensemble yeah. casts so he really brings like his level of humor uh, uh to to the suicide squad um and, and 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 i've seen some reviews which mention that like he's kind of going back to his like trauma roots like going, to, going back to that violent, uh, over the top, like ensemble comedy style. Um, I, I really enjoyed it. The cast was terrific. Like, Idris Elba makes a great lead as Bloodsport. Um, I'm glad that uh, DC uh, decided to go with Bloodsport instead of like replacing. Having him uh, play uh, replace Will Smith as the same character as Dead Deadshot, so I'm glad. So I'm glad that they have room to bring back Will Smith if they wanted to. Uh, But yeah, Idris Elba did a great job. Um, He has a great uh, character, a a really fun character arc where basically, like, I enjoyed the scene where he's arguing with his daughter. Yeah, I was just being
1: ready to mention that.
0: (laughs) Yeah, or of how like she's he's mad at her because like she got arrested for stealing a like a basically an Apple Watch. And he's like, "Why would you steal a watch?" And she's like, "It does everything." And then, like the way she's justifying like her theft is like funny, but it's also kind of sad because it's like because she says like, "Yo, I'm embarrassed by you. I'm embarrassed that you're on my dad." But at the same time, it's like it's kind of hilarious that, like, yeah, he's you know, she she got caught stealing an Apple Watch, and she's trying to explain why the Apple Watch is so. But yeah, so that was that, that was pretty that was pretty fun to to, to watch. Um, John Cena. As you like you said, he's totally hilarious as the peacemaker, this jingoistic, patriotic dickhead who's like you're like I'm all about achieving peace at any cost. And uh you know, he basically you know, wears a toilet bowl over his head. Comic book accurate. Yep, it's comic book accurate, where our peacemaker says it's not a toilet seat, it's a beacon of hope. Um Yeah, you can tell yourself that. Um <laughs> Uh, I I I really enjoyed like his back and forth uh, with with a uh, bloodsport with juice Alba, especially the scene where they slaughter that what they thought were like a bunch of like villains, all a bunch of com- enemy commandos, yeah. and like the way like they one up each other. There's like the, the one part where John Cena casually picks up a hatchet and he, just, he walks by like wh- one of the sleeping soldiers and he's just like <laughs> just like hacks him up, and then uh, and then he's basically like showing off. He's like you know. Selva calls him out for being a show off and he's like, It's it, you know, it's not showing off if what you're showing off is
1: cool as fuck. And <laughs> Ichiselba's like,
0: damn, he's right.
1: What cracked me up about IG Selva and I uh I can relate to this. Mm-hmm. His phobia of rats.
0: Oh yeah, that's right. You are uh,
1: that yeah, oh I'm terrified of rats. Yeah. Mice but, and needles. Hmm.
0: Like like I, I can I, I can I can kinda get uh I can kind of get both phobias. I mean, I was definitely afraid of needles when I was a kid.
1: Yeah, that but. shit carried that shit carried on to adulthood. <laughs> yeah, like I, st- I, like I have a client who's diabetic, and we have to watch him,
2: mm-hmm.
1: like you know, do his do his insulin because we can't do it. Yeah, and he has to show me like how many CCs he has to inject into himself, and I literally cover the nail cover the needle like he'll present it to me and i'll cover the needle like that mm. and then yeah. look at the look at the meter
0: yeah yeah like
1: like i, I still I, do need I, like i still
0: cringe like whenever i have to get like a blood test oh god those I, are the worst I just, I just i just i just i just deal with it if it's like in shoulder it's like nothing it's like
1: doop. nope nope not me yeah so I, I need my hand i need my hand held <laughs> <laughs> still <laughs> to this day it's just it's bad it's bad and then i like i get like when i know it's coming towards me like i just get i just tense up like even if i if i see it mm-hmm. oh yeah there was one time i did get lightheaded though oh man brought my client into the office and then she just broke it up. i'm like whoa <laughs> and it just
2: <laughs> like so- i
1: just wasn't even thinking about it hey <laughs> except be man
0: oh so like no no sleeve tattoos for you
1: i actually have one
0: like a like a full sleep. Oh, a
1: full sleep? No, I have one on my oh. shoulder on my
2: Yeah. Yeah,
1: my shoulder <laughs> but And even then that was a journey. <laughs> I bet.
0: But yeah, but yeah, like uh yeah, they were they were cool. Um I really liked uh, uh the character of Ratcatcher, um played by uh let me pull it down the list, Daniela Melchior.
1: That was an interesting character.
2: Yeah.
0: Yeah, I, I, I liked her I like her character um where she's basically like this good-hearted thief but she's also really lazy I, like I kind of regarded her as like the orange cassidy of the suicide squad
1: yes yeah yes as a that's
0: that's accurate yeah because like she's totally lazy like she can sleep in the middle of anything like even when King shark was about to eat her um, like when they were trying to camp out in the uh, uh, when they stuck on the island she's like basically like admonishing him like no friends don't eat each other um like uh, I thought, I thought she was a, she was kind of like the heart of of the film.
1: She was.
0: Yeah. So like her and EJ have kind of like a like a father daughter uh, type di- dynamic.
1: Yeah, because she lost her father, who was rat cat rat uh, rat catcher number one.
0: Yep, uh, played by Taika Waititi. I think that was him. Yeah, yeah. So um, so yeah, that 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 was pretty cool. Um, also, also uh King Shark i will say who's voiced by sylvester stallone I, I i i was hoping that the king shark would be the same one that we saw in the harley quinn animated sh- series which i which i still recommend you should definitely check out because uh the king shark in in the harley quinn series is voiced by ron funches <laughs> and and he's basically like this this like he, he like he's he's like this like affable like 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 happy-go-lucky like really friendly like man shark but he's still like has no problem eating like human beings. Like he'll he'll bite someone's head off, but he'll still be like, you know, like, hey, how's your day going? Oh, that's really nice. That's really nice of you. So I was I was I was hoping it would be like the Ron Funches version, but I have no problem with the Sylvester Stallone version, especially like he's basically very simple minded. He was Patrick. Yeah. Basically yeah, exa- yeah, exactly. He was basically Patrick with teeth.
1: Yeah. Who yeah. ate Patrick.
0: Yeah. Who who ate Patrick that's right. He ate Patrick at the end, you know. Even when like, even when they had the brie- when Violet when Amanda Waller had the briefing, he's like, "Any questions?" He's like, "Hand." Mm-hmm. Yes, that that is your hand. Very good. <laughs> so yeah, Sylvester Stallone. He had know. to have fun with that one. Oh yeah, definitely.
1: In another scene that I actually got to that I actually had a had a good laugh at was with Harley Quinn and Bloodsport, and he was like, "Oh my God, they killed Milton." <laughs> Who's Milton? Oh yeah, he was right here. <laughs> oh yeah,
0: the bus driver. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah, like, oh yeah, they're like having a mem- memorial for Milton. And like, I, I was cracking up because like you like you saw like the lineup of like you had like the like the splash page shot of, of the Suicide Squad trying to storm Yonheim, the main base. Yeah, and then you saw Milton off to the side. It's like, oh, like what's he gonna do? And but then he ends up getting killed in the middle of it. Um, but yeah, uh, speaking of Harley Quinn, Margot Robbie definitely definitely brought it brought it you know she's yeah, a, she
1: does, she owns that she does own that character
0: oh yeah she totally owns that character i really enjoyed the the her her escape scene and then like with all the flowers blooming where she's like basically mowing down different uh enemies who are coming fun at her fa-
1: fun fact i actually did learn when she was uh t- when she was uh chained up yeah she actually grabbed the key with her foot and actually did it. that's that was actually her oh really that was all her wow no cgi nothing no stunt devil that was her wow
0: capturing that flexibility of harley quinn i like that that's dope yeah and and you know what and i gotta say as a quick aside speaking of harley quinn i'm gonna need all of you to put some respect on birds of prey okay listen what i have here is the steelbook edition of birds of prey one of the best dceu films it came out last year february 2020 one month before the pandemic all right god this, damn it that
1: was the last movie i saw what the fuck?
0: this was a this was the second to last film i saw in theaters before invisible man and then i came back to theaters and saw a pig in the green knight but yo Birds of prey, Harley Quinn. You know, uh, 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 Journey Small at Bell as Black Canary. You know, Rosie Perez. You got Mary Elizabeth Winstead. Yo, they putting it down. They out, you, you know what? They outside. Yo, come, 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 come see them. They outside. We here now. They outside, son. You, 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 you want to? You want? You want the best of DC? You yeah. come see me. You come see Harley Quinn. You come see Journey Small at Bell. You come see Rosie Perez. You come see Mary Elizabeth Winstead. We out here. You got a name? Who?
1: You ought to be ashamed of yourself. Wait,
0: wait, wait, wait! I'll remember. I'll remember. All right, all right, all right. Um, it's not you and McGregor, right? No. Um, um,
1: uh. You ought to be ashamed
0: of yourself. Yo, spot me. G- g- give me the name. Anisha Gibbs. Anisha Gibbs. Yeah, that's right. That's right. Put some respect on their names. Yo. I put
1: some respect on Anisha's name. Yo, but not the movie.
0: Birds of Prey, Steelbook, Steelbook action. Yo, right here. All day, baby, all day, baby, right here. We here now, DC. Yo, Birds of Prey is the is the LOX of the DC universe. M- m- yeah, yeah, yeah. Don't you, do that. Don't yeah, do, don't do that to you. See, see, I'm gonna I'm, I'm, I'm put it. I'm gonna put it on wax right now. See, all y'all. Oh, see, man. like like you and everybody. Yo, Blank Man and Meteor Man is to dip set as Birds of Prey is to the locks. Bam. <laughs> right I, I just had to put it out there harley quinn represent birds of prey represent
1: yeah john if only, we, if only we had Jim about here
0: we're here now we're doing it baby we're here now harley quinn right here <clears throat> so anyway back to the suicide squad <laughs> all um, right so yeah yeah harley uh yeah margot robbie Great, great performance. I still want to see uh her, more of her in like future DC films. I want to see Birds of Prey two. I, I want think to she's
1: see- gonna ride. I think she's gonna ride this Harley Quinn. Uh, she's gonna ride this wave till the wheels fall off. You know what? As well, she should. You know, and, and she's a and she's a terrific actress too. So you know, you know who could have played Harley Quinn in the '90s and nobody would have been mad? Who? Vicky, the girl who played Vicky Valancourt in The Waterboy.
0: What what's the name of that actress?
1: Uh, hold on. Hmm. If you once you see her and you be like, "Oh, damn."
0: Yeah. Uh, so yeah, I'm looking at the comments here right now. Um, John Haponik says uh
1: B- Oh,
0: Faruza Balk?
1: Yeah. Oh, yeah, she
0: would have been a good Harley Quinn.
1: Yeah. Especially if you saw how she was in uh in The Waterboy as Vicky Valancourt. Okay. Yeah.
2: Yeah,
0: that would have been a cool choice. Uh so yeah, looking at the comments here. Uh John Aponic says Harley Quinn is the DCU DCEU at this point. True. I'll agree with that. Uh they need to make Gotham City Sirens. I also agree they need to make that.
1: Yeah, but um, they need to be yeah, but they need to get they need to get it together with their A-list heroes.
0: Listen, listen, listen. Harley Quinn is the A list right now in the DCEU. So now put, she is. So you put some respect on her name.
1: Okay, but they need to get it together with Batman, Superman, and all them. Yep. It's definitely Cyborg.
0: Yeah, that's true. That's true. You but, need
1: to apologize to that, man.
0: Yeah, that's why we got the Zack Snyder cut of Justice League. Um, And uh, Aaron Ferguson says uh, Birds of Prey is not even the best movie that came out in February 2020. He ah! says. He says Sonic the Hedgehog is better than Birds of Prey. Aaron, I'm gonna need you to sit down. And
1: that is your variant.
0: I'm gonna need you to sit down. That
1: is your variant.
0: Not anymore. I'm gonna need oh,
1: no. <laughs> don't, don't disown him. I'm,
0: gonna, I'm gonna need you to sit down and, 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 and apply an ice pack to your dome because I think you hit your head because we all know Birds of Prey is not only one of the best DCEU films out there, but we, but I have established mathematically. We've established mathematically. We, Those standard, by the way. I did. We did some maths two weeks ago on this podcast that that Birds of Prey is better than nine of the MCU films. Lies. I'll I'll run I'll run down the list real quick. Birds of Prey is legit is legitimately better than Iron Man Two. Iron Man 3, The Incredible Hulk, Thor Part 1, Thor The Dark World, Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2, Wrong. Ant-Man and Ant-Man and the Wasp, Wrong! and Captain Marvel. That's nine films that Birds of Prey is better than.
1: No, that Boom. is not, No, no,
0: no. We outside, man. We here. All day. But anyway, um, and, and no, Aaron, I, I will not put some respect on he Blank will. Man and Meteor Man. He will. I will not. Two two mediocre comedies that uh that that y'all are overpraising. Y'all y'all give see, see see you know it's a symptom. It's a symptom because we we were all what so would you deprived. Do? What? What's that?
1: Take a take a drop of the wicked nightmare. mm mm-hmm. Mhm. Or give Blake man and media Man his flowers that's not a that's not a fair choice yeah man. it is <laughs> N- neither you gotta pick one he hates my hypotheticals so much
0: I mean if I gave uh those two mediocre ass movies their flowers, I wouldn't mean it I wouldn't mean it at all, so I'll give them their flowers. Yeah, fine. I'll, I'll give I'd rather give them their flowers and eat that wicked nightmare extract. It's just a drop. I saw what it did to UWO. I ain't doing it.
1: <laughs> yeah, I know. They only had one. I did two and survived better than they did. Mm. I I that's not me, man. That's
0: that's no. But uh
1: well, shout out to FaveSoap. We're going to do a wing challenge soon
0: with with the wicked nightmare extract?
1: We talk We're thinking about it. Don't do that. We're thinking about it
0: y'all going y'all gonna, y'all going
1: there, there is a store in Providence Place that sells like abundance of hot like all types of hot sauces. Mm-hmm. We actually bought um I bought it for um my nephew's birthday. We bought the um ghost pepper onion no, but ghost pepper garlic salsa.
2: Okay. So it's actually really good.
1: That does sound good. But doesn't? it does. It does burn. But once mm-hmm. you have the the once you have the wicked nightmare mm-hmm. and you survive it, yeah. Anything
0: you can survive anything yeah um yeah i'm, I'm almost it's safe to say that i'll never experience that no
1: Mm-mm. yeah i get you to do it one day nah
0: but uh but yeah uh, yeah getting back to the suicide squad so so yeah um i will i will say with a polka dot man definitely a legitimately terrifying and creepy character cuz i was i was thinking like okay what can he do first of all like two things one like i was hoping that he would kind of be like a like an offshoot of like dusty roads and the polka dots like would that be a superpower cuz that would that would have been really cool uh but but his legit superpower is actually pretty terrifying cuz he's like he just throws polka dots but they but they dis- they're like deadly they're deadly they, they disintegrate people they're like acid and he visualizes his mother and everyone he sees, and then like the cutaways when you see like, his perspective, it actually I it actually cracked up though. When you see like all the Suicide Squad dress up as his mother, like even especially like the Peacemaker one, that that was pretty. That 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 kind of made me chuckle. But yeah, Uh his, but yeah, his character, definitely someone I kind of felt bad about.
1: I, I did, but I was like, I I actually laughed at his character. I'm like, that's just funny.
0: Yeah, yeah. So yeah, yeah. You know his uh. His character, his character was uh, was pretty cool. Uh, let me see. What, oh, what did you think like in the beginning, uh, where you had, where you had like the first Suicide Squad where they where they stormed the beach?
1: Man, I was disappointed <laughs> because I want I'm a i am like Pete Davidson and I wanted to see more of him and he just got shot right in the face.
0: He did, and for that I actually applauded a little because I'm not a big Pete Davidson fan. I don't know like like for me like like for Pete Davidson like his whole th- for me like his whole gimmick is is like oh look how cute
1: my mental illness is it's like no it's not a cute... My, he doesn't he doesn't trust he does not like he he I listened to a I listened to some of a um interview with Charlemagne that he did with Charlemagne and he was like listen this shit is like he like he does get serious about it mm-hmm. at times but then he does he does make his jokes about it but that's like a coping mechanism not and, and it's true that's how that's how a lot of people just deal with it. even as somebody who goes through it mm-hmm. at times i do right just to kind of you know not not stay down in that you know in that dark place right about it it's like you know owning your truth mm-hmm. you know in a sense so yeah. that's one way that I can relate to it. And even then, he talked about Kanye. He's like, hey, man, come on. Somebody who has it, take your meds. It's fucking great.
2: Mm-hmm. Like, as
1: to, as to kind of like, yeah, you know, and, you know, encourage him. Like, dude, you need to take your meds. Mm-hmm. Okay. He's like, it's fucking great. So that, that's how it really is. I have a friend who actually just got married this past weekend. Mm-hmm. He has Colt's disease, mm-hmm. which is like a rare eye disease where he's like legit blind in one eye. hmm the jokes that he comes up with about himself are like hilarious like to the point where like it makes it, it makes like our bo- it makes like our bosses uncomfortable but he's just like laughing through it because that's just how he deals with it like that's how he copes with it instead of just being depressed about it you yeah. know he's he, he like he makes some jokes about it and to the point where I even I make jokes about it. Okay. You know, and that's all that's all it really is. Alright,
0: I gotcha. Okay. But yeah. Um but still, like I was I was kinda glad to see him like get off in the beginning because I was thinking like, oh man,
1: is he gonna be in for the whole film? Oh thank goodness. Okay. Um but- Michael Rooker was disappointed though I'm like, <laughs> did he really have to die? You know, like Michael Rooker, like
0: he, he's died in quite a bit of like James Gunn's other films. Um, Guardians Two, that's I didn't know. Guardi- did. Guardians Two, um, Slither, uh, he was in that.
1: I didn't know James Gunn did Slither.
0: Yep, he did that. Yep. Yeah. Um, yeah, like like that's kind of his thing, like in his in his movies. Oh, um, right, so
1: he's basically like Sean Bean, except for James Gunn movies.
0: Yeah, pretty much. So <laughs> uh, that
1: Sean Bean dies in everything he does that
0: is true that is quite true um i was kind of i was kind of like a little disappointed that captain boomerang was just was just like yeah, grand I, opening yeah because
1: that was probably like a he's not saying much but he was a highlight in the uh first one yeah. and then jay courtney's a good actor like if you watch the first season of spartacus
0: mm. i heard he was good in that oh he's very good Mhm yeah like I was hoping that he would make it but then it was like he just got offed in the worst way I'm like aww
1: TDK too he's like he's getting shot up in his arms and he still fails. he still <laughs> felt it I'm like
0: oh yeah the the, the detachable kid like he, he just basically like detached his arms and he floating and just like smacked around uh uh the soldiers but 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 man how about the weasel though
1: Sean Gunn <laughs> <laughs>
0: The weasel, like he lit he literally drowned and that and that was it for him. It's like did nobody fucking tell me tell us that like, he couldn't swim? <laughs> and it's like And
1: then in the post credit, what happened?
0: Yep. <laughs> he wakes up He wakes up and he runs off in the jungle when the movie's over. That's <laughs> like okay. <laughs> oh man. But uh but yeah, man, I, I will I will say like uh um with uh with um the car- with Harley Quinn like I, I like one of the one of the one of the things I I enjoyed was like the whole when she got close to the, like the the new president of Corto Maltese yeah and then like she just shot him like once he started like go monologuing as supervillains do yeah um so yeah I thought I thought she played a, she did a good job of being like more of a supporting role so she definitely um um she
1: did took yeah she took a backseat and put the uh, and put all the um the other characters over
0: yep. Yeah, she did. Um, also, uh, let me see. Amanda, Amanda Waller, Viola Davis, who definitely does not play for Keep. She is like, like who's playing it? Yeah, Viola Davis. All right then. And like, like Nick, Nick Fury ain't got shit on her. I'll tell you that. Um, but the, right. but but there is one scene where like she like where where the Suicide Squad like they decide to to stop Starro against Amanda Waller's wishes, and she's about to detonate the bombs, and then she gets hit by one of her um by one of her subordinates now that scene the way the way the way that kind of played the 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 person that hit her if it was anybody else oh my god the think pieces that we would have seen on social media and all over the internet because like because uh to give a little context though the woman that hits her was another black woman that hits Amanda Waller. Uh, So if it were like the white dude or if it was like any of the other white women that were on the team, then it would have been a shit show of controversy. Yep. So I'm glad that James Gunn had the foresight to like, to be like, all right, we're not playing that He
1: knows, because he's been through it. So he's he's like, all right. Uh Uh-uh. Not going through this again.
0: mm uh
1: No. I lose a second job. Nope. Luckily so, you got you know,
0: hired back for yep for Guardians 3. Yeah. So, but yeah, man. Um uh, but yeah, I'm glad that they that they had the foresight the intelligence intelligence to skip that. Took
1: um, that golf club like a champ.
0: She, she did. did. <laughs> she did. Uh but yeah, um there's also um I also kind of felt bad for Rick Flag though, Joel Kinnaman's character where he went up one one on one against uh Peacemaker cuz Peacemaker was all about destroying all the evidence. But Rick Flagg was like, nah, man. like the, the U.S. government had a hand in keeping Star Wars secret. We got to let this made, be made public. So, and, you
1: John know, Cena made... The only time you'll see John Cena make a heel turn.
0: Yeah. This <laughs> is the it's the only time you'll see John Cena as a full heel. Like, he actually killed well, your boy Rick.
1: fast Fast 9.
0: Oh, and Fast 9 as well. Um, but yeah, he killed your boy Rick Flagg, man. And I was like, damn. I was just beginning to... I was just beginning to, to to like the character. I thought he was because he was actually endearing in this movie, whereas in the Suicide Squad he was just like, you know, Army Grunt number five hundred and fifty four. Um, this one he actually had a little bit of personality. Yeah,
1: yeah. Did you say a little bit like he was dancing in the damn club. Oh yeah, yeah.
0: Like, I, like he, had, he like compared compared to Suicide Squad twenty sixteen, like this dude was practically uh, he was practically like Leonardo DiCaprio in like The Great Gatsby or Wolf of Wall Street in terms of personality. Yeah. Um. But yeah, like I was just just when I was in I was I was fully endeared to his character. Like, like Peacemaker had to be a dick and just stab him in the heart. But uh, but yeah, I also did. But it, but that scene was also followed up with a really cool standoff between Peacemaker and uh, blood and Bloodshot. Bloodsport. Bloodsport. Where where it, where early on uh, they had a bit of dialogue where Peacemaker mentioned a bullet that went through a smaller bullet. Well, a smaller bullet, bullet, that bullet went, through, that a went b- through a bigger bullet. bullet. So, you know, Bloodsport le- le- remembering that when they had that that sh- that shoot off, yeah, because right when Peacemaker is about to execute Ratcatcher two, shoo, the bullet the bullet goes right through uh, uh Peacemaker's, bam.
1: Oh, by the way, you know there was a Guardians Easter egg in there? Oh, was there? Palm Clementi who played uh Mantis, mm-hmm. she was in the movie. Really? Yeah, she was one of the dancers at the club oh
0: okay how about that (laughs) but but yeah man that that was that was pretty cool um we got chris revel in the chat happy belated birthday yes sir yes uh you can find chris revel on let's chat with chris revel his podcast check it out it's an awesome show um he said dope shirt thank you sir you know harley quinn all day a day we out here we outside um, you know, that that scene with the bullets was was nuts, absolutely. Um man, um what did you what, also what did you think of the big bad Starro?
1: I think it was a little too much. It was a bit much. Was it? I was like, okay, like okay, this is the this was, you know, the main, you know, the main building you know, the final boss, but I was just like, eh, it's a little too much for me.
0: Okay. I, I thought it, I thought it was actually I thought it actually really worked because I think we're cause, you know we're at the point because we have so many comic book films we're at the point where we have to we have to bring in like the more obscure and more outlandish characters out there. Yeah,
1: and you have to dig. Yeah, yeah, you got to dig into. The-
0: <laughs> yeah, you got to dig in the crates for some of the more uh, outlandish ones out there.
1: Or even the lesser known ones.
0: Yep. So yeah, I thought I thought Starro was appropriately terrifying. Um, Not was
1: terrifying. It was just like. okay like it's a big-ass patrick
0: yeah big-ass starfish you know just shooting out um mini versions of itself from its orifices
1: mm-hmm. and then nanua num nums
0: yup <laughs> yeah they couldn't attach to king shark because his head's too wide
1: but then again it was like did he even do any damage oh king shark yeah he's just there to eat he's eight yeah, he
0: was there he was there to I eat. say
1: I think Harley Quinn did more damage than King Shark did.
0: I would say so. Like he was there to be uh invulnerable and uh you know, just have a good time. Um let me see. Uh uh Chris Revel asks, uh, were, were I were you too familiar with the comics? Uh no. No, no like I, I don't I only have like a casual knowledge of the Suicide Squad and it's based on the eighties version. Yeah. more um, so. Um and uh, that's I that also like casual knowledge going in, but even 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 so, it's it's still very enjoyable. Um, I I, w- I will say uh, with with the Suicide Squad being that it's a really cool, uh, very very entertaining action flick. Um, yeah, I'll say that this definitely makes up for Suicide Squad 2016. So for those of you,
1: yeah, but that bar is low.
0: <laughs> the, the the bar is on the floor. Like I will say, like for those who haven't who haven't watched. Uh, this the 2016 version. Don't bother. Don't bother with the 2016 version. If you haven't seen it, the Suicide Squad from this year, 2021, is the one you should start with.
1: No, um, I say still watch it anyway. I don't, just a just a a roast session.
0: <laughs> just out of morbid curiosity. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I mean, it's it's it has that appeal. I suppose. Or if you
1: want to, if you for you aspiring pop blockers out there,
0: mm-hmm.
1: it teaches you how to battle. Just pop. Uh, just battle enchantress.
0: Oh yeah. <laughs> what was she, what were they thinking with that? Oh my god. But uh but yeah, Nick Thomas says King Shark ripped the guy in he half. Did. Right. He did. And actually that was James Gunn's favorite shot in the whole movie. Cuz that was actually a mix of like most it was mostly practical effects right. and, and minimum CGI. So hey, that was that was actually pretty cool. He like just basically bisected the dude. I'm like, "Nice." <laughs> um but yeah, uh, Suicide, The Suicide Squad, uh, like I said, it was, it was enjoyable from start to finish. I watched it on HBO Max. Me too. Um, uh, when, when the Steelbook comes out, I will add it to my DCEU collection. Um,
1: when the DVD comes out, I add it to my collection.
0: Nah, you got to watch it in high
1: definition, man. You got to watch it. I already it. did. I mean, I mean,
0: DVD? I ain't going to watch it on no... Because
1: all the other DC movies I got that were in that box set are just plain DVD. Nah, 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 nah. You, nah, you that
0: th- 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 those those are coasters. You got to come correct. I mean, if it was like Batman versus Superman, then yeah, whatever, go nuts. But
1: oh, it just came in the box. so I just yeah. Right.
0: yeah. So but
1: because it's I just got because they're regular DVDs. I'm just gonna go along and get yeah. them regular DVDs. All right, fair enough. But uh, I stick to Blu-rays for my M.C.U.s. Yeah, you know what? Like
0: you know what the M.C.U.s uh, like. I, I will say like I if whenever the Steelbook of Black Widow comes out, I'll definitely get that one.
1: Yeah, it's worth it. Yeah, that, that's definitely worth it. Yeah. I was listening to the Smells Like Teen Spirit mm-hmm. uh, cover the other day. I'm like, this was really good.
0: Yeah, yeah. Like I like I'll say like I'll, I'll say Black Widow was a better film than Suicide the Suicide Squad. But, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, but the Suicide Squad still uh, still still a a a great you know. Violent action flick. I really enjoyed it. Highly recommend it. Um, like I said, DC DC We've we've they've got more bangers, more hits than misses, man. And this is one of the hits.
1: I'll I'll call this a hit, but they still have more misses.
0: No, nah, I mean let, 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 let's let's break it down. Let's let's break down the DC We we've have
1: we have before.
0: Uh, like with with the with the hits with the hits we've got we've got Wonder Woman. We've got Wonder Woman eighty four. We've got right the Wrong. Suicide Squad. Aquaman, Shazam, Shazam was
1: okay. Shazam was good. Shazam, bad. Shazam was awesome.
0: Um, let me see. What am I missing? Something? Oh, Birds of Prey. Wrong. Birds of Birds of Prey all day. We out here. You know, we, we doing it. All right. All right. Right there. Um, so that six. So that's six films in the DCEU. EU. Um, oh, Zack Snyder's Justice League. That's seven right there. <laughs> Yes, Zack Snyder's Justice League <laughs> it was is better
1: than what we got, but
0: it was better I than what we be. got, but it was it was damn good. So that's seven films. It wasn't bad. So that's seven hits in the DCEU catalog. And then if you're talking about misses, of course Batman versus Superman, um I'll just say everything else. Jos Joss Whedon's Justice League from twenty seventeen. And in, you know what? With Man of Steel All right Okay, I will say this with Man of Steel. Um like Batman vs Superman, like when I when I, when we saw it in twenty sixteen, that diminished, you know, my feelings towards Man of Steel because I fully objected to what Zack Snyder was doing with the characters. Um, I'm gonna I'm gonna go with Man of Steel. I'm gonna put a question mark on Man of Steel right for now because I want to revisit that film after after we've re- after watching um, the so-called ultimate cut of Batman vs Superman. I hear that's an improvement. I hear that's actually watchable. I haven't seen it yet, but I will give the ultimate cut of BVS B- 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 a chance. And if, if, I actually, if it turns out that I actually like BVS, and that's a tall order, then I will revisit Man Steel.
1: It, it came in with that DC, with the uh, DC box that, that I have. Oh, the ultimate cut? Yeah. Oh, they had ultimate cuts of everything. Mm-hmm. Even the Watchmen. Wow. That was long.
0: It, I bet it was. And the Watchmen movie, I, I cannot co-sign it. It wasn't very good at all. It was just there. Yeah. <laughs> like The, the Watchmen TV show is much better and the graphic novel. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, uh, The Suicide Squad. Uh, check it out now. It's on HBO Max. Um, any other final thoughts you got? Uh, I mean,
1: it was good. It was better. It was great. It was, it was a great movie. It was fun. I really enjoyed it. I, I definitely did enjoy it. Fun and entertaining. I mean, if I knew... If I knew more DC lore, Mm -hmm. then I probably would appreciate it much more. Okay. That's fair.
0: Um, I'm also curious. I got yelled at. (laughs) You got yelled at? Oh, absolutely. Well, by who?
1: Uh, Edward and Wilson. They're like, there's some hate. I was like, yo, did you see Suicide Squad? I'm like, yeah. What Mm. do you think about? it? It was good. It's not the greatest movie ever made? No, but I'm like, yeah. (laughs) like i i enjoyed it i liked it there's some hate behind that i was like i really don't i didn't know the lore
2: Mm
1: yeah yeah that's fair so i can really you know grasp it like i would with a marvel with a marvel movie Mm
2: -hmm. yeah and
0: true indeed but uh but yeah man um yeah check it out um i'm also curious to see what uh the peacemaker tv series is going to be like um I don't know if it's going to be, like, one season or just, like, a miniseries or whatever, but I'm curious whenever that drops. Uh, so, yeah, The Suicide Squad, do check it out. Um, let's see. Nick Thomas says that the ultimate cut of BVS is Moose. Um, That might be a good thing or a bad thing, depending yeah, on how much, yeah, you probably,
1: how much you like Moose, baby. Yeah.
0: <laughs> um, I hear that he had uh, the best match of his career against uh, Tomohiro Ishii recently. Yeah,
1: I heard that was fire, yeah.
0: I'm, I'm gonna go back and watch it. I haven't seen that show, but I, I'll definitely check it out. Um, so yeah, that's that's it uh, for our review of the Suicide Squad. And uh, uh, for this week, once again, uh, we've got the Codex the retrospectives. Grays, the Grays. <laughs> the Grays. So let's enjoy making Carl feel old. <laughs> so yes, uh, this week's Codex retrospective. Uh, we are first going back 42 years ago. On August fifteenth, nineteen seventy nine, we saw the release of Francis Ford Coppola's *Apocalypse Now*. Never saw it. Oh, definitely one of the great, uh, one of the greatest films ever made. Um, it's a gr- uh, definitely, in my view, the best Vietnam War film uh, made. This one stars uh, Martin Sheen, Marlon Brando, um, uh, his fourteen-year-old Lawrence Fishburne. Who lied? Who lied about his age to get in the film? He said he was eighteen. Really? <laughs> yep. And nobody found out until after the film was done. Um, this this uh, this DVD this uh, Blu-ray box set that I have here also comes with uh, Hearts of Darkness, which is a, which is about the making of Apocalypse Now, which was a story in and of itself, a tumultuous. Um, uh, a filmmaking experience. Uh, Martin Sheen almost suffered a fatal heart attack during the during the course of filming because that's how hard the shoot was. And also, Robert Duvall's character, um, Colonel Kilgore, uh, he's also famous with. Uh, he also comes up with the uh, with the often quoted line from the film. You know, I love the smell of napalm in the morning. It smells like victory. Yep, that's where that line comes from. Uh, so yeah, Apocalypse Now. Still a uh, a classic film. Uh, to answer John Upon's question, um, do I prefer the director's cut of Apocalypse Now? Um, you know, truth be told, I've only seen the director's cut of Apocalypse Now. I haven't seen the original version um, all these years. I've only seen the director's cut like three times. But I will go back to see the t- to see the original theatrical cut just to see like what how it compares uh, to the director's cut to see like if there was any dif- if the if the story t- if the storytelling is any different. Um, but yeah. Um, oh yeah. But yeah, still an incredible film.
1: Yeah, He was really young. Yeah,
0: Lawrence Fishburne was real young. He was 14 during the making of that
1: movie. Very very acne-ridden.
0: Yep. So yeah, Apocalypse Now, still a classic all these years later. Um, Also, we go back. uh, Oh, dang, I should have brought up my Blu-rays for this one. Um, 35 years ago, on August 15th, 1986, saw the release of David Cronenberg's horror film, The Fly, starring Jeff Goldblum and uh, Michael Mann's uh sophomore feature Manhunter which uh was 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 the first film that starred Hannibal which starred the ca- featured the character Hannibal Lecter right. uh, played by Brian Cox um
1: yeah so remember the whole vice president debate yeah from this past election and there was a fly on Mike Pence's head yeah everybody wanted Jeff Goldblum <laughs> To play the fly that was on Mike Pence's head,
0: uh, that's awesome, yeah. Um, the fly, uh, have you seen it?
2: I years ago as a kid. Yeah,
0: it's 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 a delicious movie. Um, it's just tasty body horror. Tasty body horror. Um, I I love that film. It it won an Academy Award for best visual effects and how rightfully so because, oof, man, just just the tri- the. The grotesque body transformation of Goldblum into a human fly. Oh, man. It, Yo, man. I had I had one of the best meals I've had watching the film. I was eating a sandwich, watching a movie. I'm like, God damn, these effects are great. So, yeah, I enjoyed it. The fly still holds up. The, the, the visual effects are incredible. Um, Manhunter, a great, uh, effective uh, crime drama starring William Peterson, Brian Cox, um... What's his name? Tom Noonan as uh, the fairy, the tooth fairy, mm-hmm. uh, the tattooed killer. Um, so yeah, one of Michael Mann's best films. Uh, so yeah, that, there's that. We're also uh, going back uh, 28 years ago on August 11th, 1993, which saw the release of Super Mario All Stars for the Super Nintendo, which uh, had the. I didn't
1: play it because I, I didn't have a Super Nintendo back then.
0: Yeah, like it was a it was a collection of Mario Brothers one, two, three, and uh, the lost levels. Which oh, okay, was, yeah. Yep, which was a Japan only release release at the time. Uh, definitely a popular collection. Um, it was one of the early one of the earliest examples of like retro game collections, uh, where you could collect a bunch of games into one release. Um, that was one of the early examples of that. Mario All Stars. Also, uh, going back uh, twenty six years ago. August eleventh, nineteen ninety five, which saw the North American release of one of the greatest RPGs of all time for the Super Nintendo, Chrono Trigger.
1: I remember that. Yeah, have you played it? I never played it, but I remember. I used to get Nintendo Power magazines back in the day. Yeah. Didn't own a Nintendo (laughs) Super Nintendo. (laughs) But what was cool about those magazines, like they used to have like maps, and for games that came out for Sega and. Super Nintendo as well, so it helped out a lot. Those maps were fucking...
0: Oh, yeah. Helpful. They were. They were quite detailed. Yeah. Map of the entire level.
1: Yeah, that's how I was able to be... That's why I was able to be Lion King so fast.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was a tough game, too. But... That makes sense. But, yeah, man. Chrono, Chrono Trigger, uh, one of one of the best RPGs ever made by Squaresoft or Square Enix, as they're known now. Um, I remember, I remember playing it, like, about... 15 years ago. Like I played it on the Super Nintendo and it was one of those games that I've always wanted to play and finish, but never did. But then I, I, I got through the whole thing. One of the best RPGs I've ever played. I will say that Chrono Trigger is better than Final Fantasy seven. That's, that's my, that's just that.
1: Chrono Cross a sequel to that?
0: It was a sequel. It came out in 2000, but it was nowhere near as good. Yeah. But Chrono Trigger, definitely the, the all time great for RPGs. Um, but speaking of disappointments in video games oh, uh, let's go back to August 14 1995 uh, 26 years ago which Nintendo which Nintendo released the virtual boy <laughs> remember that <laughs> the virtual boy um, for those who don't remember it was uh it was this uh, peripheral where Nintendo had like it was like a red and black virtual virtual reality display it was just like 2d sprites red 2d sprites with like 2d gameplay i remember playing it and there was like a display at this old store called leechmere in 1995 i remember in leechmere i was with my dad we went to the video game section and i played the Virtual Boy, Mario Tennis on the Virtual Boy, and for like thirty seconds, my eyes started to water like crazy because the the red and black was so jarring that like I couldn't I couldn't view it for like more than thirty seconds, and I'm like, oh my god, this this shit sucks. This shit will not work.
1: You just lost a friend.
0: Yeah. I lost a friend. Yeah. Oh well, I'm sorry, John. I'm sorry, John, for telling this for speaking truth that. Chrono Trigger is better than Final Fantasy 7. I will say Final Fantasy 7, it is one of the great RPGs. I've n- I've never finished it. I dare say it's a tad overrated in my opinion, but Chrono Trigger is is the great, is the better it's RPG. It's popular. You know how he is. No, no, no. I I I I'll don't do that. I like plenty of popular stuff. Tons of popular stuff. Come on, man. Um but yeah, Virtual Boy massive disappointment. One of one of a uh, one of the biggest disappointments of Nintendo's uh, console uh, releases, um, I will say, like the second biggest disappointment for Nintendo was th- the Wii U. But man, Virtual Boy was it—it it, it was misguided. It was—it was trying to jump on the on the virtual reality craze of the mid '90s, and Nintendo. I res- I respected them for trying something different, but it just didn't work. It did not work. Um, have you ever played anything on the Virtual Boy?
1: I took a look in it, yeah. and I had the same problem. Yes, yeah. I, I yeah, I, I just couldn't, I couldn't. And deal. every time I blinked, it was just red for like maybe like ten minutes and like. Yeah, psst. I I just I couldn't. Like, nah, do it. It, that became annoying.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah.
1: I was like, yeah, I don't need this.
0: <laughs> Not at all.
1: I think the only virtual reality we needed at that time was VR Troopers.
0: Oh, yeah, I remember that show, The Power Rangers Rip Off. Yep. Yeah. One of many, actually. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, uh, fast forwarding a bit, uh, 22 years ago, August 16th, 1999, we saw the release of Legacy of Kane Soul Reaver for the PlayStation.
1: That game's 22 years ago. Yep. Uh, I've talked about Legacy of Kane all the time. They're getting, they're getting remasters. Oh, nice.
0: Yeah, uh, Crystal Dynamics, Eidos uh, Software. Uh, the Developers of the game, one of the more popular games of the late 90s, early 2000s, um, like getting a remaster, so that's good. Um, fast forwarding a bit, some more, uh, 14 years ago, August uh, 17th, 2007. Uh, we th- uh, today actually sees the 14 year anniversary of Super Bad. Damn, yeah, the days of McLovin, Jonah Hill, Michael Cera, Christopher mintz Platts. Yeah.
1: He's forever known as McLovin. Yep. Still that's, is. That's it. Yeah. Still. Yeah. It looks entirely different now, but it's like, yeah, you're McLovin.
2: Yeah.
0: <laughs> uh, that, that was a pretty funny comedy. I've only seen it the one time in Me theaters, too. but it was, it was pretty amusing. Um, yeah. 13 years ago, August 14, 2008 that saw the release of Bionic Commando Rearmed for the PS3 and Xbox 360 and Windows. Oh yeah, it was like a two and a half D uh, remake of of Bionic Commando, the classic NES game. Mm -hmm. It's really good. It's actually pretty good actually. Um, One of the early games that I downloaded for the PS3 at the time. Um, 11 years ago, August 13, 2010, we saw the release of Edgar Wright's adaptation of Scott Pilgrim versus the world. Damn good movie. Still holds up. You know what? I say Scott Pilgrim versus the World is the best video game movie we ever had. That's not based on a video game. Yeah. Have you seen it? Actually no. It's really good like 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 you'll see what I mean. Like if you do have a chance to see it, it's one of the it's the best video game movie that's not based on a video game cuz the way it h- handles like video game clichés and tropes, it's actually brilliantly done. Um yeah. So there's that. Uh, speaking of video games, uh, uh 9 years ago, August 14, 2012, saw the release of Sleeping Dogs for the PS3, Xbox 360 and Windows. Didn't
2: play
0: that one either. Yep, it has a I think there's like a remastered definitive yeah. edition which came out recently for the PS4 and Xbox 1. Damn good game. It's if you if you're a fan of like Hong Kong like action flicks, like martial <laughs> arts flicks and with a bit of like of um like Grand Theft Auto. Yeah. Definitely worth checking out. And it, has, it, has a, it actually has a pretty good crime story, Speaking
1: too. Of GTA, you heard, right? Oh. They're remaking 3, Vice City, and San Andreas.
0: Yeah. I, yeah, I saw that. I'm actually curious to see how that'll
1: oh, go. I'm a, yeah, I'm going to get those. Because mm. I downloaded the originals, and I was just like, I can't do this. Because I'm so used to the Grand Theft Auto V.
0: Oh, GTA Five uh, controls? Yeah.
1: yeah. And then I'm just like, what am I doing? And I'm like, okay, yeah, this ain't worth it.
0: <laughs> yeah. Yeah, if they can up the if they can up the contro- upgrade the controls for GTA 5, I'll I'll get in I'll get back on those games. Yeah. Yeah. Um let me see. And keep the soundtracks. Yeah, definitely keep the soundtracks. Um also um 4 years ago, August 11, 2017, saw the release of one of Robert Pattinson's best films, Good Time.
1: Was that the one where they told you what to do about a how to have sex with a mermaid
0: no that was the lighthouse the lighthouse okay. yeah good time is dope um it's it's a I, yeah. it's a great film like like one of robert, one of my favorite robert pattinson films um i think it's available let me see let me, let me see what, what platforms is available on it was available on netflix for a while um but if you haven't seen it it's one of a24's best films
1: oh, they, yeah yeah
0: Yep, it's a, yep. It's available on Netflix and also on Canopy. So yeah, definitely check it out. Good time, hell of a hell of a, hell of a film. I love that film. Um, and lastly, uh, three years ago, August tenth, twenty eighteen, saw the release of Spike Lee's Black Klansman.
1: Still haven't seen that. Great film, man. I, I just forget about it.
0: Yeah. Um, yeah, one of Spike Lee's uh, uh, best films, I'll say. Like John David Washington, Adam Driver, uh, Topher Grace plays David Duke. Yeah, it's worth seeing. So yeah, that was uh, this week's Codex Retrospective. So yeah, uh, yeah. let us know uh, what you think. Um, and also feel free to email us at codexprimepodcast at gmail.com.
1: All right, and then also you know catch us on Facebook Live. Thank you for watching, and then you can um, follow us on Instagram, Twitter. Mm-hmm. Listen to our episodes, i um, SoundCloud, yep. iHeartRadio, mm-hmm. iTunes. Please leave us that five star review. Yep. Stitcher, mm-hmm. and any other prefer any of, of the of your preferred podcasting
0: well, podcast- platforms. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, we're pretty much everywhere, so...
1: Yep, you know, always get our merch at Crafty Canto Cuts.
0: Mm Mm-hmm. Yep, Crafty Canto Cuts, where you can get uh, T-shirts of our Codex Prime Podcast label.
1: DJ Mr. Burr shirts.
0: Yep, yep, as well. So, yeah, we out here, man. We outside. Yeah, man. We don't live in Miami. We don't live in Colorado. We here. You come see me. That's right. I got 100 guns, 100 clips. I'm from... Actually, no, we're not from New York, but anyway, um, yeah, I'm still thinking about that Locks Dipset battle.
1: That shit was uh, fire.
0: I, I, you know, I've been listening to Jada Kiss's albums like for the past week.
1: I uh, actually, they were on the Breakfast Club talking about it too. Like, it was it was a lot of fun. Like, Locks rehearsed that for like eight hours, like D- seven to eight hours. Damn! No wonder
0: they were no was so good. Yeah, Dipset just showed
1: up. Yeah, pl- yeah. Listen to that. Listen to that uh, Breakfast Club interview, and you're like, yeah. And rightfully, yeah, like yeah, they won that, and rightfully so,,
0: mm, yeah, but yeah, man,
1: just for record, this was upside down <laughs> no, no,
0: no, it's meant to be upside down, yeah, oh. you know,
1: oh okay, yeah,
0: so, so, yeah, man, uh, so yeah, that's that does it for this week's uh show, um, yeah, anything else, Carl?
1: i think that's about it.
0: All right, yeah, that's that's about it for us. Uh, definitely tune in next week. Uh, we'll have a fun episode, uh, episode two fifty one. Got some got some cool things going. Um, hopefully, we'll figure out the streaming thing. If not, then uh, we may we might just do it in person. We'll, we'll, we'll figure it out. We'll figure it out. But uh, but as always, uh, uh, thank you for watching. Thank you for listening. Uh, we will catch you on the flip. Peace out, nerds.
1: Later.